G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. It is part and parcel of a life that is growing and being fruitful in God. In today's program, we're going to learn more about the grace and joy of giving. Our series is entitled, Heartfelt and Inspired, Understanding 2 Corinthians, a verse-by-verse commentary. As we focus on this amazing epistle, which is heartfelt, inspired, deeply personal, with a theme of vindication, at the same time, there are great pearls of wisdom strewn throughout 2 Corinthians. And chapters 8 and 9 speak to us about giving. Now, It appears that the thrust of these two chapters is not just giving, but giving in a charitable sense for the relief of the church at Jerusalem. And the church at Jerusalem, we're not sure what they were facing, but being in Jerusalem can be a challenge even in the best of times. If there was famine, persecution, or just people leaving the city because of other opportunities. The church there needed help, lots of it. So the apostles successfully rallied the churches at large to contribute to the mother church, because after all, it was from Jerusalem that the gospel was disseminated. In fact, it was in Jerusalem where our salvation was procured when the Lord Jesus died on the cross there in the holy city. We're going to look at the passage starting in chapter 9. And I would entitle this chapter, Theology of Ministry, Part 6, on being a biblical liberal, Part 2. A biblical liberal. I'm not talking about in politics, nor in theology, but in giving. Liberal or generous in giving. Because Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if your heart is with money, well then money is your treasure. But if your heart is for God and for his kingdom, that's where your treasure will be also. And let me tell you, of the two, the latter is the way to go for sure. So first of all, Paul talks about a very interesting thing. For us touching the ministering to the saints, meaning this relief offering, it is superfluous for me to write to you. Now, superfluous means unnecessary or more than enough. Well, in a sense, we got the more than enough in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the previous chapter, which spoke at length about this issue of giving, 24 verses to be exact. But he goes on to tell us this, you have no need for me to write to you about giving. And he goes on to tell the Corinthian church, your zeal has provoked many. So, because Corinth 
and the churches of Achaia decided to give, it inspired other churches, particularly in Macedonia. Achaia is in the south of Greece, Macedonia in the north. So they wanted to get in on the act. There is a joy that comes with giving, and it can be contagious. So with that in mind, Paul then goes on to say, I sent the brethren. He sent Titus, and he sent apparently two other unnamed brethren with Titus, that they could collect this offering, safely convey it to the needy church, do so with integrity and accountability. And by the way, those two things go hand in hand, accountability and integrity. And he says, I'm sending these brethren ahead of time, like John the Baptist style forerunners, so that basically you will not be unprepared. In fact, he's basically saying, get ready for your offering, which you have been planning for a while, because these three men, these beloved, credible brothers are on the way. And then he goes on to say in verse five, that he thought it necessary to send the advance team to Corinth to prepare the offering beforehand. This gift is to reflect generosity, which the Corinthian church apparently had, and is not to be done by coercion. For as we will learn, God loves a cheerful giver. Let's read the entire passage from 2 Corinthians. It's chapter 9, verses 1 to 5. For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that, as I said, as ye may be ready, lest happily, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verses 1 to 5 is the passage I've just read. Friends, we want to look at the topic, be prepared to give. Remember, it is voluntary. It is to be done willingly. It is to be done joyfully. And after all, Jesus is quoted as saying, it is more blessed to give than receive. If we are people that desire the blessing of God, then we need to do it on God's terms. Because after all, giving is very much the nature of Almighty God himself. God is one that loves, therefore God is one who gives. And when we are born again, we become his adopted children. So like the father, so should be the children. God loves, and we love too. God gives, we do the same. Now, this shouldn't be too hard to understand. For those of you that are parents, and particularly you are good parents, you take care of your children, and maybe you are even grandparents, think of it. You love your children, you love your grandchildren. Now, what do you want from them? Do you want to take from them? No, you actually want to give to them. You want to bless them. You want them to have the very best where possible. You want them to have opportunities perhaps that you didn't have. You want them to exceed and that their success is by extension yours as well. Well, that's really how God is and that's part of the reason the Bible ascribes to him one of the glorious titles of Heavenly Father. 
And even if you didn't have a good earthly father, or no father at all, the fact is God is a father, and he's a father to the fatherless. And how important fathers are, just as mothers are important. Both are important, mothers and fathers. So that's the nature of giving. And this is how we understand it towards the church, just as if one of our family members was in great need. So it is with the church, because the church, in essence, is a spiritual family. And just because it's spiritual doesn't make it any less valid than a natural, physical family. This is what we're looking at then. Be prepared to give, because we're people of God, we're people of love, therefore love demands and automatically enacts giving as part of the lifestyle. Verse 1, it says, Now concerning the ministry to the saints... It is superfluous for me to write to you. Superfluous. Let me take this word a little further. It means unnecessary, more than enough, because it was not necessary for Paul to write unto them about giving. After all, we have chapter 8 on this matter. But note that giving comes from the great concept of koinonia, or koinonia. And koinonia, the Greek word, which oftentimes is used in English, for certain ministries or churches, means this. So think of giving not just as merely taking your wallet out and handing over some money. This is how it should be seen. Koinonia is fellowship, association, community, communion, joint participation. And what it means is it's not just giving, it's sharing. Sharing which one has in anything. It is fellowship. It is intimacy. It's the right hand as a sign and pledge of fellowship. It's a gift jointly contributed, a collection, a contribution, so on and so forth. So it's deep caring and sharing. Now do you see how giving is lifted into a higher, wider, and deeper perspective. Giving is not just a one-way street. We give our money to somebody else and hope we don't run out ourselves. No, giving is deep caring and sharing, koinonia, and are therefore, our giving is something greater. It is part of Christian fellowship. When understood in this manner, it makes giving all the more imperative and wonderful. Then we go on to verse 2, and it tells us, For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. So basically, he's talking about their forwardness, or shall we call it your willingness to do this offering. The apostles affirmed that Corinth and other churches in this southern region of Greece called Achaia were ready a year ago to give to the suffering saints. Their willingness of mind served as a catalyst to inspire others. And thank God that they did. Setting a right example with morality and clarity starts off a chain reaction of charity and grace. Corinth has stirred up the majority to be generous, and their zeal has provoked many. There is, of course, grievous provocation, causing people to be vexed and anxious, but there is godly provocation, setting an example by word and deed that provokes people to do the right thing. That's the kind of provocation we all need and we should all be part of. So then we go on from here, verse 3 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 
and it reads, Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this respect, that, as I said, you may be ready. So, what was that about? Remember in the previous chapter that Achaia had been willing for a year to give, but it's not clear that they would be ready with their gift on time. Therefore, this very reason Paul sent the brethren, the, at least the two brethren unnamed, but credible, beloved, to accompany Titus on this task. So, the first thing is that the Corinthian church and the churches of Achaia should be ready to send the gift when Titus and the other two come. The second thing to bear in mind is that Paul's boasting in them would not be vain. Every ever give a strong, enthusiastic accommodation of a person only to have them fall short. Well, I can tell you if this happens, it's an embarrassment and certainly one that Paul wanted to avoid because after all, nobody wants to be called a liar. It's like giving references for people. Now, this is very needful, but even with giving of references, there can be problems. First of all, I urge whether you are hiring somebody or you want to get romantically involved with somebody that you really need to know who the person is because what you see may not always be what you get. However, when it comes to letters of recommendation, it can be tricky. I have found that's what happens. People are more forthright when you talk to them in person or on the phone giving a reference than in writing, because what they say in writing, if it comes into the hands of the person who uh, who they're referring to, they could it, they could cause some problems, indigestion to say the least. If they say things that are well, they they need to be sounding nice, but they may not be as candid as you like. And can I also say the same applies with somebody you want to get romantically involved with? May I urge you to get to know the people that know them best, family and friends, and get them talking, because you may be wooed and cooed by this Romeo who may not be Romeo at all. People can put on an act, and sometimes they can put it on for a long time, but they can't put it on forever. I say, get it right. That's why Paul is commending Titus, and he's commending the brethren who are anonymous, but they're known to the people there. He says, look, I know these people, so receive them. And and Paul is saying to Titus and the brethren, I know the Corinthians, and they will do the right thing, and they are generous, and they are zealous. And Paul's saying, please don't embarrass me by falling short of the commendation I gave for you. That's why we have verse 4 of chapter 9. And verse 4 tells us, Lest if some Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. So, basically, he's wanting to avoid an embarrassment. As mentioned, the brethren were sent ahead of time to Achaia so that the offering would be ready when they arrived. If not, Paul and some of the Macedonians would also arrive, find them unprepared, and the apostles and the church at Corinth would be ashamed at what is called this confident boasting. Again, we don't want to overinflate somebody's reputation. We want to get it right. But at the same time, we want to appeal to people's better nature, give them a standard to reach up to. So Paul is basically speaking to the Corinthians. He's speaking them lovingly. He's speaking to them kindly. He's speaking to them affirmatively. He's speaking to them in a fatherly manner. So like a father wants to be proud of his children, that's what Paul wants for this church, which he himself 
by the grace of God, founded. Now, our final verse for this lesson is number five. It says this, Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as, well, of covetousness. Another way to put it is this way. For this reason, Paul thought it necessary to send the advance team to help Corinth and Achaia prepare the offering ahead of time, just as they promised they would. This gift was to reflect their voluntary, joyful generosity. It was not to be done out of coercion, nor was it to be done out of obligation. And okay, all this detail here, but basically, Paul is priming not just an ancient church. He's priming all churches for all time. That part of our heritage, our privilege, our anointing, our ministry is to open our hearts and, where necessary, our wallets to help the brethren. I don't see this as a normal offering like what you take for the maintenance of the church or the payment of the pastors. This appears to be a special offering. But that's how the Christian life is. We take our regular offerings for the church, and then we take special offerings for missions and for the needy. It's all part of the love that God wants us to demonstrate to the world. Our lesson was entitled, Be Prepared to Give. And our lesson for life is this. A few moments of careful preparation can have an eternity of godly outcome. Again, a few moments of careful preparation can have an eternity of godly outcome. Because what we do for Christ lasts forever. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter with articles from the Bible, Victorious Christian Living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, thank you for teaching us to be prepared to love, and when we love, we give. It's not just giving money. It's deep caring and sharing. And this deep caring and sharing isn't just for special occasions. It is part and parcel of the Christian life. Help us to live up to these high standards so that people will know we are Christ's disciples because we've learned to love one another. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.